My name is David Annette. I'm the Director of Youth Ministries here at Knox, and um, it's my job to hang out with these wonderful youth. I can't think of a better job to have. They're a great group of students, and they've spent a lot of time preparing for today. Our theme for this morning that they chose is Lift Every Voice. Last year, so they've been um, thinking it through this year, and our seniors in the youth group are going to give our message today. They're each going to talk to you about what it means to lift their voice in the world. What does it mean for our church to lift its voice in the world? And so you'll hear from um, six of our seniors. Our first senior who will speak is not able to be here today, but she sent us a video message. So I would direct your attention over to the video screen and we'll hear from Lauren first. My name is Lauren Maness, and I'm a senior at Ursuline Academy. As many of you already know, lifting voices is kind of my thing. It's also the reason I can't be there live and in person this morning. As you watch this video, I will be in a college audition. I am pursuing a degree in voice performance, so wish me luck. I can't remember a time in my life where I haven't been completely surrounded by music. My dad is in a band, my mom loves musicals, and I love it all. Music in and of itself is unity, all the parts of the song working together to relieve us from the dissonance we hear in the news. Singing is somehow simultaneously one of the most safe ways to communicate and the most vulnerable. The act of singing as performance is pretty straightforward. The singer sings, the audience hears. Well, as I learn more about performing, I'm seeing that it's much more involved than just singing. For example, for an opera to even work, the singer must have something meaningful to say for the audience to listen. There's a difference between hearing and listening. This morning is a perfect example. I know you can all hear me. It's largely unavoidable, as the words I'm saying are being blasted through these speakers. But whether or not you've chosen to listen to what I'm saying this early on a Sunday morning will remain up to you. As long as people have something to say, and they always will, they will put their voices to use. However, it's our job as the church to lift them up by listening. In my experience, listening leads to understanding, and understanding heals division. One way that Knox is working to bring people together is by participating in a group called the Presbyterian Youth of Cincinnati, or PYC for short. PYC creates unity amongst the Presbyterian churches in the Cincinnati area, and it's been a privilege of mine to be a part of this organization. We bring together youths from varied congregations to talk about what we have in common and to share in each other's life experiences. Recently, we planned a weekend retreat for the youth, and we have other fantastic events throughout the year. All of the congregations greatly benefit from the wonderful opportunity the youth have to enjoy fellowship. Another benefit of bringing everyone together is that those who come from much smaller youth groups can find people to relate to and share with. I am one of those youths. I was lucky enough to have a friend and youth group here at Knox, Lucy Lorbach, who brought me here for the musical my eighth grade year. Upon my arrival, I was greeted with pure joy from people I'd never met but suddenly felt connected to. I was tossed into the mix just in time to put on God's bell and get to know the group I'd be going to Montreat with. That first year at Montreat was absolutely amazing. I'd never seen so many Presbyterians in one place, let alone Presbyterians my age. It's hard to articulate what happens at Montreat in full to someone who hasn't been before. I could read to you a schedule for the week, or I could tell you about all the fantastic meals set out for us, 
but I could never put into words the ways in which God is fully and overtly present with us. It's a casual presence, but it's impossible to ignore. It's simple and easygoing, but complex beyond any human understanding. And the best part about all of this is getting to share it with others. On this retreat, we're given an opportunity to be vulnerable with our back home group and our small group of people we've never met. And this bond-treat feeling, this feeling that God is the glue in the air holding all of us together through this shared experience makes everything feel so safe. Knowing that God holds each of us preciously in the palm of his hand makes vulnerability safe. So how can we give others in the world that Montreat feeling without taking them to Asheville, North Carolina for a week? What is it that we can do to let people know that they are also preciously protected at all times and that vulnerability can be safe for them too? We listen to them. God does this for us all the time, and how could we possibly be agents of his love without listening to all of his children? Yes, all of them. Especially those we don't immediately understand. If we go into the world knowing that everyone we see is just as cherished by God as we are, then we already start with something in common. And to be truthful, people are more alike than we like to admit. So why should we divide? Now that's not to say we can't disagree on some things. Different opinions are an expression of our free will, and they're an essential part of being a human. But any fruitful discussion must start with common ground, and once that's established, we don't seem so vastly different. Otherwise, any potential for vulnerability turns into defensiveness, and that certainly doesn't promote me. As Christians, I think we can all agree on this as a concept, but the youth group here at Knox has an extra focus on putting it into practice. We participate in not only activities with those who share our faith traditions at PYC events in Montreal, but we also meet with the youth group at Isaac Wise Temple to have discussions about our faith traditions and common love for God. Then we just go have fun. My mom always says that a family that plays together stays together, and we're all part of God's family. You can't get much more united than family, and I'd like to thank you all for welcoming me into yours. I'm not a member here, but you all have embraced me just the same. My name is Lily Gisaki, and I'm here to talk to you about the art of giving compliments. It might sound like a trivial thing, but if you've ever gotten a compliment, a good, real compliment, you know how it makes you feel. A little bit fantastic for a little bit longer than you'd expect. And if you've ever given a compliment, you know how much time it takes. Almost none. Mathematically, it makes sense. Statistically, you might make a friend. Logistically, you just bonded over something, making your two worlds a little bit closer, and who doesn't want a little bit of interconnectedness? And what would Jesus do? Would he not brighten someone's day despite disagreements? Or would he take two seconds out of his day to give a compliment? We both know the answer. I could regale you with tales over how many friends I've made over compliments, many, or how happy a compliment has made me feel, extremely, but I'm sure everyone has a story similar to mine. And I'm sure this isn't advice or news or a challenge. This is just a reminder. 
Next time you like someone's shirt or shoes or anything else, superficial or otherwise, tell them. They'll appreciate it. Hello, I'm Lauren. Um, what I've noticed the past few years is that people are put in your life for a purpose, whether it's good or bad, to help you grow stronger and become the person you are today. I've had people in my life come and go, giving me new lessons on how to overcome the bad in my life. And that's the doing of God. He puts certain people in your life that he knows will give you the love and energy to help you succeed and to help you know that you're not alone. When I first came to Knox, I had depression and was really good at pushing people away. I cared a lot about how people thought and if they were judging me by the way I look or the way I am in general, because that's what I was used to. But Knox was different. It was filled with these people who were each their own, and they were open, open and caring to people they knew nothing about. And they were eager to know who you were. They've brought happiness to my life, and they've helped me crack open my shell. I'm no longer scared of being myself, and now I embrace myself because they showed me that I was important and that my voice mattered. I truly don't think I would be the person I am today without Knox Church, and I thank God for putting such amazing people in my life, and every person I have encountered from Knox Church has been an absolute blessing, so thank you. Hello, my name is Christy, and when I think of something that has lifted every voice here at Knox, I think of the hunger issues many children face here in Cincinnati. Here at Knox, we work with the organization Childhood Food Solutions, which is where we pack food packages for children to take home during long weekends and breaks. While doing this, I learned how many people have been affected by hunger issues. God calls us to help those in need, especially those who are hungry. We can make great strides in our world on big problems if we all collectively work together. A large group of people can accomplish much. Knox has been very important to me over the past five years. God has blessed me through the amazing people he has brought into my life, into my life here at Knox. People I care about and who are all there with me for prayers and support when I went through a serious health issue a few years ago. Knox has a very special place in my heart and it always will. Uh, last March, I went to D.C. to lift my voice to be a contribution to the community by just being in attendance at the March for Our Lives March. The experience was eye-opening to see the number of people who, would, who could care less if a child feels safe at school and also seeing the people who put their guns before the well-being of a child is sickening. I asked myself, was it because it wasn't their child? Is that why they felt it was okay? I may never know. But what I do know is that the people who were there for the good definitely outweighed the bad. The whole square was packed with people ready to listen and make a change together. You could really feel the power of God as you see people praying and the signs that read, God is not pleased with us. In today's world, I don't see many people working together, even caring about the next person, unless it's a paper that the teacher says needs to be done today or at closing time at work. 
the faster we get done, the faster we can all go home. Youth group has really shown me what it's like to work with others. When we did the food trucks, we all had to work together to get the truck filled and ready to go. It really helped you step out of your shell and talk to others that you would normally not be able to talk to, considering some of us lived in different neighborhoods and go to different schools. It's just a place that I can forget about the real world for a while and just focus on learning more about Jesus while having fun. Sitting at Montreat last year, the keynote speaker gave us this quote, if you want to go far, go with others. If you want to go fast, go by yourself. And I will never forget that. Hi, my name is Kevin Simons, and I'm a senior member here at the Knox Youth Group. My dad passed away when I was only 12 years old. I always thought of myself as a person of strong faith. I went to Sunday school, I read the Bible, I prayed every day, and completed every task that a young Christian should have. During a winter trip to Michigan, I was abruptly woken up during a snowy night to blood-curdling screams from my mother. I quickly rushed to her room to find her sprawled across the cold hardwood floor. Tears ran down her cheek as her childhood, fr childhood friends surrounded her. Through the confusion of the entire situation, I managed to find out the devastating news. My father had a heart attack. I had no visible reaction. I stood motionless as questions sprinted through my head. I wondered why my father was taken away from me at such a young age. I wonder why his last moments were not with family. But most importantly, I wondered why a just God would purposefully punish me. I spent the remainder of my winter break in a deafening silence. I pondered relentlessly and began to seriously consider my religious beliefs. I stopped going to church. I began to cut all ties to my religion. Despite my actions during my period of weakness, my church community still supported me. I recall sitting in the darkness of my bedroom, then suddenly being alerted to a knock at my door. My mother told me my entire youth group had traveled to our tiny apartment. I hesitantly crawled out of my room and found all of my close friends and pastors sitting in my living room. I was brought to tears. A wave of strength and rejuvenation flooded my body as the group surrounded me. The rest of the evening was filled with food, laughs, and prayer. That night caused me to realize that death may bring immense pain, but it also brings overwhelming love, too. I still communicate with those childhood church friends and serve as a leader in my current religious community here at Knox. I willingly help and serve those who showed me endless support during my time of need. I will never feel my father's touch or hear his heartwarming laugh again, but through the questioning of my faith, I was able to find something inside of myself that will last an eternity. I found the personal strength through the lifting of the voices who love me but I also found strength in my faith and religious belief through an enlightening dialogue between the Holy Father and his faithful son. God created each of us with intention and purpose. God gives us gifts and skills, passions and talents, and God calls us to share ourselves with the world, not to impress others or to make us feel accomplished, but to share who we are as a blessing and a gift to others. This is what the time of offering is all about. 
We are called to dedicate our lives, our resources, our talents, our time, and our money to God. Let us share in our morning offering. 